This is a Broad Pods production. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Broad Radio. For you, by you. Broad Radio. Here for more. Welcome to Broad Radio. I'm Jo Stanley and my co-host today is the delightful Kerry Stanley. Hi. Good morning. Hello. Hi, Jo. Hi, everyone. Oh, darling, you look fabulous. For those who are catching up on podcast, I must paint a picture. You look glorious in your, I'm going to say, almost Christmas green. Isn't it beautiful? And I've just discovered like how heaven, this this with the pink makes Mm. my skin look great. I think you look like a really stylish elf. For <laughs> don't put me on a shelf no, no never <laughs> don't put baby on a shelf uh, we have a gorgeous show for you this morning we are catching up with Alice Zaslavsky food guru who's going to get us festive feast ready yum oh we love her mm, we certainly do she brings all the joy food wise and uh, glasses wise she's Alice in frames of course um, we have one of Australia's finest singers Janine Maunder is going to sing us a jazzy tune that's right at the end of the show so Stick around for that. Don't, uh, don't, don't, don't disappear on us because it's worth sticking around for her. And first up, we're going to be speaking with journalist, broad radio co-host, and now independent candidate for the next federal election. Zoe Daniel is going to be joining us right at the top. You know, I must say, Kez, actually, yes. as we're drawing to a close this year, and I haven't actually. I don't think I've said this publicly, but I must thank Chemist Warehouse, by the way. We thank them every week. They feature as far as all of our sort of advertising in there, but they have been a commercial partner of ours right from the beginning and we would not be sitting here without... 100%. 100%. This, this doesn't happen just out of thin air, people. That's exactly <laughs> right. So uh, big thank you to Chemist Warehouse for their incredible support all of this year. If you are watching, please share your comments and uh, your thoughts and your questions along the way. Of course, Facebook and YouTube, we would love you to do that. If you would like to catch up on any previous episode, check out Broad Radio on the go wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, a couple of things I want to mention right at the top. Tell me. Okay. What's that? The first thing is let's celebrate the incredible Sam Kerr, who this week, yesterday in fact, was named player of the match for the Women's FA Cup final. And I say to you, Kerry, one of the miraculous things Sam Kerr has done is actually got me interested in soccer. (laughs) Yes, I admit I know very, very little about soccer except for watching Ted Lasso. Oh, 
that that Ted Lasso has brought me to to the game of football. Yes, of course. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm like yourself. I don't know that much about it. Don't know much about it, but I knew that I know that Sam Kerr is now touted as being pretty much the best player in the world, and she's about to break all records for Australian soccer in general. I think she's about to equal Tim Kale's number of. Um, goals in her career Fantastic. which is extraordinary and uh, yeah I think if she was a man she might have been on the front pages this week oh dare we say yeah <laughs> but you know what's so wonderful about this too that this is going to inspire a whole new generation of little girls wanting mm-hmm. to play soccer which is just wonderful absolutely and she she put in this extraordinary performance at the FA Cup final having flown into the UK from Australia only 3 days yeah, earlier that's, that's an extraordinary feat in itself <laughs> i'd be horizontal <laughs> oh my god i'm a zombie i've literally fallen asleep, fallen asleep in my soup with that kind of <laughs> like literally with that kind of jet lag just on a side yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> she does. That's that's accountable oh, for many many things. <laughs> youth, remember that. Um, another thing to mention that we're really getting behind heading into Christmas, and that is uh, the National Homeless Collective are running a raffle that we would really encourage you to get online purchase a ticket they're only $25 you can win that incredible holiday to the Whit Sundays how divine but let's tell you about National Homeless Collective Um, they are an amazing organization they are not government funded and they provide um, all they support dozens of women and children who are escaping abusive situations every year they put in all manner of sort of assistance around that whether it's moving them out of dangerous situations rent household items and this year as with every year they are having a christmas party on the 18th of december for single parents children and carers and they want to give all of those kids christmas presents all children you know need something like this especially with we I can't comprehend the hardships that they've gone through, but it's you know essential to to keep them feeling like little kids. Mm. And you know these not for profit charities they do rely on big you know events like this, like the this raffle. And, and it's of course full disclosure on their website. This has been completely donated. Like it's not coming out of the funds that is mm-hmm. being raised by the raffle. So, um, and I can attest, I know the Whit Sundays very well. I grew up in Proserpine. So the part of this prize is you fly into Prosy. The airport has changed somewhat. I was. <laughs> I was there in February with my mum having a little uh, nostalgic trip down memory lane, but it's a beautiful part of the world and this is an incredible prize package worth almost Mm $10,000. So, you know, get amongst it for $25. That is so very little. Every little bit helps, as we know, and especially as they, you know, said they're not supported by the government. Mm -hmm. It's an incredible cause and we need to get behind it. We do. And so as they say on their website, which is nhcollective.org.au, one ticket equals one present for a little person going into Christmas so that's how important Mm. it is so we really encourage you to get on board and purchase as many raffle tickets as you can now there's one more thing when we're talking headlines that I wanted to bring up actually (laughs) Kez and I'm really passionate about this because you mentioned your mum there yes my mum single mum actually was a teacher for 45 years and in New South Wales today the teachers are striking um, it's quite controversial because it means that 800,000 kids will not have school today, right? mm-hmm. which is tricky for those parents. I appreciate that. Mm. But the teachers are striking in New South Wales and it may end up sort of as a movement going around the country as well in coming months because they're underpaid, 
They have no time for preparation. They work incredibly long hours and there is a considerable teacher shortage that they see coming down the pike as well mm. because people are like, um, I'm not even sure I want to do that job. And often when teachers start, five, six years later, they're out of the profession because wow. they're so burnt out. Mm. And I witnessed this with my mum. Like it just got to a point where she just couldn't do the work anymore, even so though she loved is, it. Nothing's changed. Nothing's yeah. changed. Nothing's changed in all of those years. No. In fact, it's probably gotten worse. And of course, with COVID having... My goodness, what those teachers put them were put through. Of course, the students and parents, we understand that. Mm. But from the teacher's perspective, unsung heroes, they all, they all were. They really we are. to take everyone through that. It's a di- terribly difficult job. Yeah, um, it is. And so their, their hashtag is more than thanks. And uh, I think they deserve more than thanks. They deserve sure to be paid better. And they're asking for not just uh, better pay, but also some preparation time. Do you know, it hasn't? they have not received more prepara- preparation time in their contract uh, since the 50s. <laughs> Sorry, that's a little bit astounding. astounding. Can you believe that? Wow. There's just, you know, and, and for, their, for their efforts, also often they're abused, often they're threatened, mm. often um, some teachers have actually had their lives threatened. Mm. I mean, it's just, you know, and we all remember that amazing teacher at school that changed mm. our lives, mm. you know. You know, and it's, it's no wonder that, you know, these younger generations aren't wanting to go through to become teachers because the current climate, it ain't selling it. <laughs> it's <laughs> right. Why would you like, why would I want to sign up for that? That's exactly right. We need to re-inspire as well. They need to re- Obviously, I think, I mean, teachers are very passionate. Those that are in it are very passionate what they what they do and that's why they are in it and are staying mm. in it. So let's support them yep. as they try and support their own community. That's right. So we're getting behind the teachers. Morethanthanks.com.au if you want to get behind teachers today. Um, all right, let's go to our first guest. You know, it's funny, i got to say, Kez, if I think back to this time last year, I really had no idea where Broad Radio was going to go and what was going to happen with this last 12 months. And I would suggest that our guest would say that 12 months ago she couldn't have predicted she'd be sitting in the position that she currently is. But we're thrilled that she is. She is a Broad Radio co-host. She's an incredible journalist and former foreign correspondent. And um, she is now independent candidate for Goldstein, Zoe Daniel. Good morning. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Kerry. Morning, Zoe. Oh, sorry. Congratulations on this momentous decision. You are running in Goldstein, um, which is currently held by Mr. Tim Wilson. Um, What motivated you to take on this extraordinary challenge? Well, Joe, I was asked by the Voices of Goldstein group, which is a grassroots organisation, one of several across the country trying to get independence into parliament. And initially, I was quite reticent to step into that space. Uh, We've talked a lot on Broad Radio this year about how toxic an environment Parliament is. So willingly placing myself there took a a little bit of thinking and contemplation. But the main pillars of the Voices of Movement align really closely to the things that I care about uh, and specifically better, more substantive, economically focused climate policy, returning integrity, honesty and transparency to politics and our political processes and genuine equality and safety for women. So after a lot of consideration about the impact that it would have on my family and also talking to my husband and and my kids, I decided to do it. And, And I think in the end, it was actually my son who got me over the line when he he literally said, look, mum, you can do something for us and someone has to do something. You have the skills and and the capacity 
to do this. So you need to step forward. And how will you feel in 20 or 30 years' time if, if you don't, uh, when you had the opportunity to at least try? What a wise young man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and full disclosure, sorry, like I have always found politics really overwhelming. And, and of course, I know I work in news brekkie, so I'm around it all the time and I still find it quite daunting. But I imagine you come to this position very well informed because you've interviewed some of the world's biggest leaders across your whole career. And so you bring that element of understanding of what the people need to hear and you make it really, um, I guess I found when I did a deep dive into your website, it is so informative and in kind of an easy language for people like myself to get across. How important is that for you to make that, you know, make it really applicable for us common people? Common people, that's a terrible <laughs> you're word. You're not common, Oh, no, you me. know what I meant. Like people that don't <laughs> understand who find a bit, all of it a bit too much. Well, I think one thing that we've lost, and not only in Australia but around the world, is the, the fact that politics is actually about us as people, we elect politicians to lead us and we have a stake in their behaviour and the policies that they deliver and the outcomes that should make our communities better, that should fix our problems, that should advance us as a nation. So it should be a two-way process between us and our politicians. It shouldn't just be a case of, oh, well, now, yep, you're elected up to Canberra and you can kind of do whatever you want and then we get a, a pat on the head and get told well, off you go no need to worry about that we've, we've got it sorted so I think this very much especially the community independent model is a, a collective process an engagement process a, a consultative process and when it comes to policy uh, what I do if I get to Canberra will be based very specifically on conversations and aspirations of of people in the electorate. So actually, I think it's a bit of a rewind, trying to get us back to that sort of um, platform where we can have conversations and really genuinely interact and, and try and improve our communities sincerely. I do feel like there's a sense that the government isn't listening to us so much anymore and particularly with regards to gender equality it's been an extraordinary year um, but even around climate change uh, it, it feels as though there is a disconnect um, why, why is that what what can be done about that well I do think that, that there's a sense that our government's not listening to us and I think you know unfortunately in the two-party system we've, we've got to a situation where it's really just about the competition between the parties and a game around winning and losing. And I think there's been sort of a loss of focus around what the actual point is, which is, as I said, to implement the sorts of policies that will advance us. And so what that's created is a situation where all of the conversation is around the politics of the moment. So climate policy is a good example. It's just been weaponized in order to get particular parties elected. It's all about the politics of climate rather than the actual climate emergency, which is upon us. So we've wasted a lot of time having those sorts of political conversations. And even if you read the way the media covers politics, not only in Australia, but also in the United States, the media is complicit in this in a way because all of the conversation is through that political lens rather than actual impact on people. 
so you know from my perspective and you know it's not an easy switch to flick but it really is about a genuine attempt to try to talk to people in the electorate try to understand what the needs are what the frustrations are um, how we want to move forward and then look at the sort of genuine concrete and specific steps to do that and so far over the last week and a half since this campaign was announced we have been overwhelmed with positive energy people stopping me in the street stopping at my front gate emailing sending me messages on on social media it, it's been so uplifting not only from the perspective of this campaign but just the level of engagement in democracy in what i would have thought was a pretty disengaged australian community has been immense so do you think it's because of you know collectively the community wants to see you know a, a change coming through with bringing more women into you know the elective because of course the jenkins report was handed down this week was, yes was, it was, was this yeah. week yeah. and and of course which painted a really terrible and honest picture of what was actually going on in parliament so it's really essential that we get good strong women into that and then we change that culture do you think do you think by you coming to the party that you know you can you can make some change well it's one step isn't it and our parliament should reflect our community not only in terms of gender gender but also in terms of cultural diversity so that's something else that we really should be strongly considering but you know it stands to reason and there's much evidence from business and boards and you know various other contexts of leadership that the more you even up that gender balance and indeed that cultural balance the more nuanced the decision making is so it, it just makes perfect sense of course that if you get more women in to try to change what's been happening particularly in parliament from the inside that that's when you'll start seeing an impact and I do think that with the independents that are standing up across the country people like me who've been observers in various ways that have decided to now step up to the table many of them are professional women who have sort of sat back not been happy been frustrated and have now decided well okay now's the time to actually use the skills abilities that I have to connect with people and try to actually shift the needle from the inside. But I think the other thing, Kerry, and equality is a big piece, but the integrity aspect, the lack of honesty in our politics, the widening trust gap between the public and politicians is really an overriding uh, factor when I'm talking to people. The, the lack of accountability on safety and equality for women, but also climate policy, but just in general, in terms of behaviour, is, is something that people are um, pretty, pretty fed up with, actually. Um, and that's probably the, the overriding frustration, I think. I really mm. love, um, Zoe, that your, your campaign slogan is find your voice. I love that. Mm. Um, because I think, you know, I'm, I'm in my late, I'm 49. Uh, <laughs> I'll own that. Um, and it's taken me this long to really think about the fact that I have got a voice and I should mm. be using it. Mm. Is that why you chose that slogan? Do you think that people have been perhaps a little apathetic up until now and it is time for us to step into the power that we have as a voter? Yeah. Well, you know, political campaigns, I think, talk quite a bit about what the slogan should be. So there was a bit of 
conversation about this. But in the end, find your voice was my slogan that I wanted to go with or my, my framing um, because in some ways it's about me finding my voice as someone who's been in the room where it happens a lot as an observer but has made a conscious decision to actually decide to have a voice, someone who's been um, very reluctant but also has deliberately withheld an opinion for many years in order to be objective. So to step forward and say, okay, I'm going to express a view about this. I'm asking you to also find your voice, to to find your courage in the form of your vote. Um, And only by finding our voices, you know, as a community that I think for a lot of years now, we've kind of tolerated the disintegration of our politics. We've tried to ignore it, but it really does feel that we're at a tipping point where people actually want to try to shift something. So here's an opportunity. You know, here's an alternative voice, a centrist, a sensible voice that can sit on the crossbench, analyse every piece of legislation rigorously and on its merits. And each vote is a, a conscience vote, a smart vote based on the position of the community of Goldstein. So that's where Find Your Voice came from. Well, so you're making it very easy for um, for the public to actually communicate with you as well. I mentioned before your fantastic website because there is multiple call to action buttons on your website going, we want to hear from you. Mm. What are your concerns? Tell us what's going on. And that's what I found. It was just so opening uh, to, to that. So I think that you're going to get the, the follow-up for finding your voice. Well, you're making it easy for us to do it. Yeah, well, thank you. I mean, it is all about engagement and the the website is there zoedaniel.com.au and there's all sorts of buttons on there for people to volunteer but also people to find things out um, about what the policies are i've done lots of media over the last couple of weeks so if you want to know more about the sort of deeper aspects of the policy positions or my ethos you know there's lots of podcasts and things that that you can listen to but certainly in the new year, we will be holding community events, um, trying to really harvest the ideas in an optimistic way to say, well, okay, instead of sitting back being frustrated, let's step into this optimistically and, and see what we actually can do as a community. And that's really exciting. And I encourage people to go there, even if you're not a part of Goldstein, because the Voices of Movement and the Independence Movement is a groundswell. And you can check out what Zoe's doing, but also check out if there's an independent in your electorate as well. It might be right for you to explore what is what that person might be uh, representing as far as policies and platforms are concerned. It might actually be the answer to your uh, disenchantment with our government, perhaps. Um, So I want to acknowledge that you, I mean, you're walking away from an extremely successful journalism career in doing this. Um, And I, I think that's incredible what you're choosing to do, but it also you're bringing all of those years as a foreign correspondent with you into this role. What what over the years have you witnessed that you're bringing with you um, that really is going to inform your, you know, should you be elected yourself as a member of parliament? Well, I think the thing about me is that I've been in so many situations that I bring real life experience to a lot of the different policy areas. So Someone, for example, stopped me on the street in Beaumaris the other day and wanted to talk about national security. 
we had a very long conversation about Russia and Crimea and North Korea and China and the South China Sea and, you know, the United States relationship with Australia because I've worked as an international journalist and I've spent a lot of time covering foreign policy. So I have depth in that area. But beyond that, in terms of climate, I've been to the Arctic, I've seen melting permafrost, I've covered one of the world's biggest superstorms in the Philippines that flattened an entire city. I've covered bushfires in Australia and the US. I've covered hurricanes, typhoons, cyclones, floods on four continents. You know, I've seen the impact of climate change firsthand, but I've also worked in all sorts of different political contexts. I've I've seen deep, deep poverty, not only seen it, but really interacted with people who have been experiencing um, you know, civil unrest, conflict, people in refugee camps, wars, you know, there's a lot of depth of experience there. I've covered Wall Street in the United States. I've been a rural journalist in Australia. I've been a business reporter, you know, interviewing CEOs. So there's a a very broad depth of experience there, but also I've learnt to talk to anyone, to talk to, you know, the the woman who is carrying water home for her children in in Kenya uh, to being in the Oval Office or interviewing presidents or prime ministers across Southeast Asia. So there's, there's a lot to unpack in there. But I think what that means is that I can bring a lot to, to the situation of being a person who's in parliament who has to analyse things from various different perspectives to try to figure out what the impact will be on community and, and, and what is best for us. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> I knew you'd done a lot, Zoe, but wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's extraordinary. It's and mind-blowing. And I'm going to say it now. Yeah. Zoe Daniel for PM. Oh, well. Wow. That's it. Let's just, let's just skip all. Let's just go right to the big one. Yeah, I, w- I, would, I think it would be an extraordinary gift to the country to have a, a leader of your ilk, Zoe. But congratulations, <laughs> and we really support um, the work that you're doing. I Full disclosure, I am in the Goldstein electorate. So I feel really blessed to have uh, this voice here representing us. Do check out Zoe's uh, podcast as well. It's called Find Your Voice and I'm sure it's available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, But it's a really great opportunity to understand more of what's going on within the independence movement as well. Zoe, thank you so much. I will be following your progress with much interest and we'll hopefully get you back on broad radio when you are a member of parliament. Fantastic. Joe, it's been such a pleasure to be a co-host on Broad Radio. Congratulations on such a wonderful year and for your bravery in what you've done. It's an enormous achievement. Good on you. Oh, well, we're all we're all courageous here. You and me and Kez and, and Ro and everybody here. That's, that's, how we, that's how we do being a chick these days. Thanks so much. Uh, you have an amazing Christmas, Zoe. You too, guys. See ya. Bye-bye. We'll have more Broad Radio after this. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You work with the most awesome people and our next guest is one of them. I am so fortunate to have had the wonderful treats from this amazing woman every time that she's in on Newsbreaky and caters for me too, being vegetarian. Oh my God, always so good. Let's bring her in. Yes, Alice <laughs> Zavslavsky. She is an absolute superstar food guru, best-selling author, and here she is joining us. Thanks so much, Alice. You started the year with us. It was one of our ah. first shows and here we are, one of our last shows. Thanks for coming back on Broad Radio. What a bookend. So happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. And Kerry, thank you for that uh, for that plug because I think sometimes when you serve up food on TV, people wonder, is it actually good? Is it yes, actually food? 100%. <laughs> I can absolutely guarantee it. And, and Alice always leaves the, the – all the, and it's not just obviously all the presented food and everything that they get to taste, but um, it's left in our newsroom and it get, we are like seagulls on chips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And we are fair enough. Hey, so congrats on an amazing year for you as well, Alice. In praise of veg is just a phenomenon as far as cookbooks go. And of course, we can see you um, with Adam Yulau with on Good Food Christmas. Uh, it's on nine 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 now at the moment. I think it is. Um, and in between that, you've just like you've got your business stuff. Like what a what a massive year for you. It has been a big year, Joe Stanley, um, and I feel like, you know, it's funny coming into the end of it, you always kind of think about what's next, what's coming up, you know, is my next year going to be a bit of a fallow, you know, am I going to lay fallow next year and recuperate or am I going to keep on the upwards? And uh, I thought it was going to be a fallow, but it's going to be an upwards. There's a lot coming up uh, that I, 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 I'm i going to have to do the trope of I'll tell you soon. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> I, I actually cannot imagine you, um, you know, resting, Ms. Alice, <laughs> because uh, you are such a dynamic force. And what I love about how you communicate your love of food is that you make it accessible to everybody. It's, it's not, I mean, yes, it was a fancy schmancy, but what you, I think, and correct me if I'm like, what you love best is making it for everyday people and making it um, easy for us to do. That's it. Food should be for everybody. Um, there's no point just keeping it, you know, to the elite, keeping it to the foodies, keeping it to those in the know. Let's bring everybody in because everybody eats. So why shouldn't everybody eat deliciously? Deliciously. That's a great <laughs> yeah, word. Love that. I love it. So because you've had such a massive year, right, and you're so, I mean, your knowledge of food is extraordinary. But, Alice, is there something that's um, a food or an ingredient or a dish that you've fallen in love with this year? Oh, great question. I've fallen in love with Choco this year. What if it is Choco? It's It's like an old school, you know, people listening in of a certain age will hear Choco and shudder because it's kind of like it's in the camp of zucchini in terms of what it could taste like if you overboiled it or steamed it. 
the way that it would traditionally have been cooked. But stir-fried choco is such a taste sensation. It looks kind of like a knobbly, almost like um, shape-wise, it looks a bit like an oversized avocado. Color-wise, I'd say it almost looks like it should be sweet. It looks a bit melony. Uh, in green tones, but texturally and from a flavour perspective, it is quite kind of gaudy. So quite gaudy, O-U, not A-U. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, so, yeah, quite quite sort of sweet but but still savoury and, mm. you know, some deep-fried shallots, stir-fried with some oil and, and some, some aromats and, and, you know, a splash of soy sauce and it is mwah, delicious. Wow. Well, choco sounds like the sort of thing my kid says to me when I serve her. Zucchini, you're well, trying to choke on me. Well, we grew up with that. Like the Sunday roast that we used to have every Sunday always had roast choco in it. Wow. So, Mum, you're onto something um, way back when. And uh, actually tasted pretty good. I'm yeah. loving that. All right. Go, we're gonna, gonna give Choco a go. All right, what about um Christmas is coming up, of course. It's a festive mm. time. Even if you don't do Christmas, there's lots of cooking for people. I love entertaining. I'm also very lazy and tired. <laughs> I'm looking for the laziest way to entertain in a way that looks like I'm not so lazy. Have you got some tips, please? Oh, have I ever. The number one tip is to do as much as you can in advance. Don't over um, commit yourself to things that need to be cooked on Christmas Day. Get all of your prep done and then make Christmas morning all about assembly rather than actual heat or cooking because especially if it's a hot day there's nothing worse than turning the oven on for anything so for example the christmas ham this year will not be glazed it's just gonna be served as is thinly sliced a beautiful you know free range um ham that we're going to get from our favorite butcher in melbourne and we're going to serve that with a chutney uh and you know that the chutney i can make weeks in advance uh <laughs> And that way, that's something that people will still comment on, but it's not necessarily something that's going to cause me any issues. Um, we've got a potato salad. You know, I've that that Christmas special. You would have seen the potato mm. salads on on that spread. Um, there are multiple potato salads that you can choose for people who are plant based. That might be their main event. So um, for the for the di- for, for the dishes that they think, oh, that's the one I'm going to keep going back to. So think about loading it up with really yummy veggio ingredients. You might even make it vegan by using a plant based cheese. Um, um, and I love using, you know, jarred asparagus. So there's one salad in, in Praise of Veg that's a new potato, um, crispy fried capers, which are a bit like vegan anchovies, and um, an asparagus and uh, not asparagus, artichoke, uh, tinned artichoke and um, a little bit of crumbled plant-based feta and some mint and you'll have the best time. That's yum. Oh, can I just say I saw on the Good Food, Good Food Christmas special you were doing exactly that recipe and one of the things I loved that you said, and I've, I'm going to quote you, you said this is a great job for the kids because it's really tactile. And I love, yes. I love how you always include ways to bring the children in. I just mm. love that. Well, 
Well, I do it, you know, for multiple reasons. Yes, I do it for them because it's wonderful to get them into the kitchen and get them touching and feeling like they can be a part of it too because it means that they're going to have a lifelong relationship with food. But I also do it because I like shortcuts. And the sooner that I can train up my little sous chef, the sooner that I can <laughs> stop doing those jobs. Like, for example, potting broad beans. Boring. She loves it. She's two and a half. She's already potting those broad beans for me. And it's taken a little while, you know, it, it meant that I had to pod them on the floor with her. Uh, it meant that I had to sort of ham up how fun it is. And now she begs to do it. So get your kids in the kitchen, get them begging to be there. And I bet you, you'll have just as good a time as well. Uh, train them up from a young age. I just want to touch base what you were talking about before, um, about the kids, uh, about all these wonderful, bringing the vegetables into it. Because for, for the, in my experience, non-vegetarians that are hosting any kind of event, they really kind of freak out because mm. thinking us vegos are missing out we're not and it's not that difficult but they have this thing of oh what do we have to do like thinking because we're having the ham and, and I like, well, it is, you know, it's oh. hard to because mm. I, I as a meat eater you sort of plan your meal around the protein mm. which is probably the wrong way of going about it like even if i wasn't a vegetarian and or i wasn't serving up vegetarians i could think first about the vegetables maybe mm. that's it Start with the veg. That's it, Joe. That's exactly what Impreza Veg is about. It's not a vegetarian cookbook. It's all about, you know, starting with the veg and then the meat and the fish can be like the accent. And if you are ready to go the full cold tofu, then, you know, there are substitutions. But I think that that's where we've gone wrong as far as, you know, that meat and three veg culture. And it is a really hard kind of rut to get out of but there's so much more color and vibrancy and flavor and uh, variation and variety when it comes to vegetables so as Kerry said you know you don't have to overthink it just go heavy on on salads and don't worry so much about serving up every single kind of animal protein on the table you know you don't have to have a ham and a turkey and a the and a, and a, and a, and a but you know you, you do have try and have four to five salads that you know you can do most of the prep for in advance it also makes yeah. me think of that time when a lot of my friends, when they first became vegetarian and their parents would say, all oh, right, you're vegetarian, but you still eat fish, don't you? No. All oh, right, you're vegetarian, <laughs> but you have lamb. It's like, do you care if you had that in, the, in your time? Yes. Yes. I, yes. Have some ham. And, and I used to love it. Don't get me wrong. I really did. Um, but it's just changing that mindset. And now, like, I'm going to mum's for Christmas, so it'll be my turn to go, okay, I'm going to bring something really lovely to the table. Thanks to Miss Alice. Mm, yeah. And oh, what are I you bringing? Yeah, I don't bringing? know. I haven't actually 100% sorted that out yet, but it will be something. <laughs> it's probably the potato version, definitely. That'll be that'll be on the cards. Oh, yeah. I can't tell you the joy I had watching that special when, when you brought out three different potato salad recipes and I've gone, this yes. woman is speaking my language as far as carbs go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I give the people what they want. Why, why have one when you can have three? <laughs> Put them all on the table. Now... <laughs> I want to also bring up, Alice, your incredible schools program phenomenon. I was floating around that website this week and it is so beautiful. It is so interactive and it is so engaging for kids, but also really helpful for anybody who's in charge of kids and want to kind of give them a bit of a, a taste of food and fitness and all that gorgeous nutritious stuff. I just really love it because you are kind of a, I think you're a little bit of a role model there, Alice. Uh Oh, thank 
you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that, that I ultimately, um, in terms of the word, uh, you know, the, the term role model, I think that that's our job as grown-ups is to role model for kids what sort of attitudes and behaviours we have and not sort of, you know, do as I say, not as I do. So Phenomenon is a different way to teach kids to fall in love with veg and, and fresh food in general. And it is just through piquing their curiosity. And I can't help but be curious. So it's not like I'm actively, consciously trying to be uh, role modelling those behaviours. I'm just being me and showing them that being, you know, a full uh, life-loving person means falling in love with with food and wanting to know more about it as well. And I also Mm. noticed the other day a beautiful tweet from you around, um, there's a film that my daughter really wants to see. It's an animated film where the character has glasses. And and you made a comment about how when you were growing up, you didn't see many, you know, kids in movies or, or, or TV mm. who were wearing glasses. So you're, I'm going to call you a glasses activist now. Oh, yeah, a glasses actioner, I would say. I'm definitely, yeah, I mean, see them, buy them. <laughs> yes. I've got so yeah. many pairs, but it's true. Like It's it's jewellery for your face and carry your, yes. your of, our, oh. of our ilk as well. 100%. <laughs> Oh, well, so congratulations on this incredible year and do head out. It's not too late to go and get in praise of Veg for your Christmas lunch or whatever mm. festive in- engagements you might be. Uh, it's an incredible doing. book. Isn't oh. it? The Encyclopedia of yeah, Veg. Absolutely. Mm. And uh, so I'm also going to check out some Choco as well, I must say. Check out Choco. <laughs> in praise of Choco. In praise of Choco. <laughs> Why not? Thanks so much, Alice. It's just been lovely yeah. to have you again at the end of our amazing first year of Broad Radio. Thanks for your support. It's been really amazing. Thank you, Joe, and thank you, Kerry, for making me look good on oh. News Breakfast mornings. My um, absolute pleasure. I- Pleasure. You know, and it's so cool also that I get to wish you a hearty congratulations on on a first year done for Broad Radio. What an incredible yes. feat it is and may it grow from strength to strength. Happy so festive much. season, Broads. Yes. Fellow Broads. <laughs> you too, Alice. Thank have you, an darling. amazing festive season and Mwah. you take care. <laughs> Bye. Cheerio. We'll, we'll have more Broad Radio after this. Australia's harsh sun is proven to visibly age women by up to 20 years faster than those in the US. That's why you need sunscreen every day. Ask your chemist warehouse pharmacist which sunscreen is right for your skin. Broad Radio. Talking inspo we love, info we need and sharing more of us. Watch and listen live every Tuesday 9am Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time at broadradio.com.au or find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and LinkedIn at Broad Radio Oz. Talk to us live. Call on 1300 8 Broad. Catch up on demand anytime, anywhere. Every time, everywhere. On the train, we'll be here. 2am existential crisis? (laughs) We've got you covered. Broad Radio. Here for more. Well, Kez, a couple of weeks ago, we were lucky enough to interview the amazing Tanya Doko, who, oh my God, what a voice. Amazing. Gorgeous. And uh, yeah, one of the best voices in Australia. Um, And at that time, she was accompanied by Janine Maunder. And we were incredibly rude. We never actually got to speak with her. She she was in the background, but uh, very loud and fabulous. So we had to go one step further, didn't we? Yeah, we 
did. So we're so excited to welcome Janine Maunder to the show. She is taking part in the in Melbourne International Women's... Oh, I'm going to get that wrong. Janine, please help me out here. Firstly, <laughs> welcome. Welcome to Broad Thank Radio. You. Thank you. <laughs> and, and tell me what it is. It's the Melbourne Women's, Women's. International Jazz Festival. Did I get yes. that right? It takes practice. Yes, that's correct. That's it. I'm, I'm really excited about it because it, it's in real life this year. Last year was all online and finally we all get to be together. So we're all over the moon about it. What is special about a women's jazz festival? Well, it goes without saying, doesn't it really? <laughs> well, we get to celebrate... Um, and really focus in on artists that are sometimes overlooked, right? Um, and it's it's celebrating women across all age groups and experiences as well. What I love about this festival is that there are young artists that are getting an opportunity to um, show what they can do and have an experience in front of audiences that they might not ordinarily have. So it's wonderful for the young artists and then for, you know, the older people like myself um you know it's just it's a great opportunity for us to play in a great club um to our local audiences melbourne audiences are the best and um the jazz lab is such a great venue so it's it's just win-win all round really you know it's so fabulous to see jazz in all its glory isn't it when you when you witness it like that in a, a little dark club i went to i went to this great place in new york some years ago of course janine you would probably know i cannot remember the name but it was very infamous but it just had that stigma about it you go downstairs you drink the whiskey you listen to the really cool music and you just can't help but be really pulled in and so how fabulous that we've got one for women and by women it's that's great and I think what, you, what you're describing there about that club atmosphere, it's that intimacy, isn't it? You feel like you're part of the band almost. It's, there's a really great connection that happens. And, um, and I love that. It's not a large space. So it's just this close kind of communion that goes on in a club like that. It's wonderful. What a beautiful memory. Thank yeah, you. I wish I was there. Was I can cool. only imagine how glorious you looked in all of your fabulousness. Oh, I thought I probably thought I was too cool for school. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about jazz too is it's such a, it's, as a genre, it is a stayer. Like it's the, it's, you return to jazz, I find, because um, it suits every mood and it doesn't, it's not reliant on, you know, top 40 to kind of be sustained. Yeah, that's so true. And I think also the definition of jazz is, broad it's it's not kind of rink tink tink all the time it's it's really about kind of a freedom of expression in a way and so jazz you know some people are a bit afraid of the genre but I think if you come to the festival you'll discover that it's quite broad and varied and and what's exciting too is that there are local composers Melbourne composers who are bringing this new kind of new jazz um to the audience so it's it, it's something that you can be open about if you're not sure about the genre um, this is this festival is a great way to kind of enter in and, and discover um, all the different facets of this this genre I think and Janine are we seeing all these as you said facets of this genre are we seeing this come through in recordings of you know pop culture um, music 
these days? Are we seeing mm. it being sampled in its variations with the recording artists that are coming through? Yeah, I think so. And I think probably um, what we're seeing in contemporary pop artists is that, you know, a lot of these artists have training in, um, they have a jazz background and they might not necessarily be writing in that style, but they, they bring the, the theoretical knowledge to the way they're writing. Um, so I think it, it just, it crosses over. It's just, it gives you a freedom. I think when you, I mean, I wouldn't class myself as a jazzer by any means. I, I just love good music. And if it's a good song, especially, um, that's what I connect with. So I think it just, it's an empowerment when you, when you have these skills behind you to go and create whatever you want from that, you know, that bubbling pot of goodness. You know? <laughs> I love a bubbling <laughs> pot of goodness. Um, your show for the festival is yeah. uh, a tribute to the music of Ricky Lee Jones. And I have to admit, I, I'm not aware of Ricky Lee Jones or her yeah. music. Can you tell us a little bit about her? Yeah, so she's um, a, a songwriter. She's still writing songs now. So she first released um, her self-titled record in 1979. And it just, it, it was an incredible album. And it still is. It's still, it's very timeless. And the way it was recorded, is, it's beautifully recorded. The arrangements are incredible. And so I've always... Um, She's been a very important songwriter to me, um, and the show—it's—it's it's not a tribute show, so I should say that up front. It's not—we're not talking about her life story, and I'm not going to wear a beret and all that. <laughs> it's really about um, focusing in on these first three albums that she recorded between 1979 and 85, and she just worked with the most extraordinary musicians, and she was young. You know, and back in those days, the record companies threw so much money at these artists and really invested in the artists. So she's got all the cats playing on these records and great production. And so this band came together because I loved the music. It was a very selfish endeavour. I wanted to learn it. It's quite difficult. Um, and she sings like no one I've ever heard. So her phrasing is just extraordinary. And I wanted to study that. So, and actually in COVID lockdown last year, that's what I did. I would, if I had 10 minutes, I'd go off to my studio and just study the music. So it's been a real labour of love. And, and that's what we'll present. We'll present um, an hour of um, focusing on these first three records that she made from 79 to 85. And we're doing two shows. So this is very New York style, Kez, where <laughs> we're doing an early show um, and then a late show. And um, I just can't wait. Can't wait. Well, Melbourne audiences are very lucky to be able to see you in the flesh. But what about our wider audience? So you're going to mm. take that fabulousness around the country. Well, well, except to Queensland and WA. That I want it. I say that broadly, but you know, <laughs> borders permitting. <laughs> of course, I mean, we would love to. We we talked about getting up to Sydney last year, and of course, that just all went pear shaped. And um, I'm just trusting that you know it will happen if it's going to happen. We're just, I'm just happy to be playing at this festival at the Jazz Lab. Yes, yeah, yeah we need to be grateful for what we have. Um, just totally. finally, I have to, to take it away from jazz for a little minute. I just really wanted to ask you, Janine, because you were accompanying Tanya Doko when we last saw you, beautifully, I might add, and the two of your voices oh, just sounded you. incredible mm -hmm. together. Oh, that's um, right. 
is it super fun to be able to hang out with other artists and to sort of be supporting each other in that way in the industry? Yes, it's the best. And I think, and Tan and I talk about this a lot, about how um, how beautiful our industry is. And there's actually a great sisterhood. So Tanya and I have known each other for a long time, but more broadly, there's a really wonderful sisterhood in this town. And I just so appreciate that. And we lift each other up. And I think that that's important. It's, music can't be competitive. We just have to celebrate what each other does and be inspired by it. And, and I love... I love accompanying, so that's I've always played piano. So to do that that spot with Tan here a couple of weeks ago was just that was the best. Yeah, it was really wonderful. To, if you need someone else to collaborate with, I'm great with jazz. Jazz hands. <laughs> she sorted. <laughs> Everybody needs jazz hands. Jazz hands. Oh well. <laughs> so Janine, you're going to sing for us now, and uh, Kerry's here waiting, ready with the jazz hands. So we'll let Excellent. you get set up. And we'll return Thank in just a so second. Janine and Kathleen, I loved that. And you had your jazz hands there. Yes, I do that with the utmost respect. It's important. It's critical. It really is. I'm going to take you with me everywhere I go over December with your jazz hands. So (laughs) thank you so much, Janine Maunder. I should mention too that she was accompanied there by Kathleen Halloran. And um, I feel like we're starting a bit of a chain there. I love that. Because we had Tanya Doko accompanied by Janine. Now Janine accompanied by Kathleen. So, so Kathleen, Kathleen who are we going to bring in for next year, I wonder? <laughs> Stay tuned, people. It has to happen. So the festival, the Melbourne, Wim- Melbourne Women's International Jazz Festival, I still can't say it, is on 6th to the 12th of December. And Janine Maunder and the Flying Cowboys, you can catch them 11th of December. Make sure you get the tickets there on the screen, all the details. Thank you so much, Janine and Kathleen. Amazing. Thank you, ladies. It's been just oh. such a delight to have this show with you for Thank the last you. time this year. Yes, and it's a big milestone next episode. Well, it is our last show, but it happens to be our 50th. It's returning the big 5 What a big year, and it's been so fabulous to be a part of it as well. I've been very blessed and lucky to be working alongside you, to learn from you, to have wonderful conversations, of course, throughout the year and following everything that Broad Radio does. And here's to an amazing 2022. I know. We're <gasps> so excited for what 2022 holds. I'm also a little excited for a big sleep. Yes, it's going to look somewhat different next year, however that looks across the board. But But between now and, you know, we have a big show next week, um, we just want to mention again, if you feel like you'd like to buy a raffle ticket for the National Homeless Collective, we'd highly recommend it. What an amazing prize. It's a holiday in the Whit Sundays. And of course, every dollar goes towards helping people who are women, who are victim survivors of uh, family violence, people who are facing homelessness, uh, single parents and their kids, carers of kids. Like it's just, 
it's really critical work that you're doing just by buying a raffle ticket. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a way you can help. And it's going to help those little ki- kids at Christmas time. You know, we don't, we don't want to see children go without at this time of the year or families go without. So this is a really lovely way to get across it. Absolutely. Yes, they say that every... So they've got their Christmas party on the 18th of December and every raffle ticket equals a present for some little person who's going to be at that yeah. Christmas party yeah. and actually beyond the Christmas party because they'll mm-hmm. be delivering presents as well to families who won't be able to provide presents for their kids this year. So it's And so food important. vouchers as well, Coles yes. and Woolies vouchers as well, so essential. Yeah. yeah, and you can donate also to the National Homeless Collective if you wish to help them with supplying food for the Christmas party and, yeah, those Coles vouchers and mm. whatever, whatever else people need at this time yeah. of year. So get on nhcollective.org.au and buy a raffle ticket. Great Christmas present. Yeah, I think it's wonderful. Mm, yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? Kez, thank yes, you so much. Love. Your amazing year yeah, begins too because you've moved to Sydney and there's great yes. adventure awaiting you there. New adventures, but you'll find me back, popping back into Melbourne um, quite frequently for various things, of course, to see uh, my darling son Connor. Mm. And then I'll be back on the desk hopefully sometime next year as well. And and uh, being yep. being a fellow broad. Oh, you know it, babe. We, we, got it, we babe. wouldn't we wouldn't miss your gloriousness. Absolutely. Thank you. And uh, so next week is our last show. Um, we'll see you Tuesday at nine a.m. See you then. See ya. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.